Welcome to Coaching for Creatives with Kirsten. My name is Kirsten Call. I'm a therapist-trained life coach and a children's book author. Together, we'll get the drama out of our lives and onto the page. Let's get started. You are listening to episode 17, When Your Feelings Are Hurt. As creatives, we are very vulnerable. We put our hearts into our work, and then that work goes out into the world. Other people then read our books or look at our art or our paintings, and in the book world, they have the opportunity to review us. Here are a few reviews I've gotten for my books. For Cold Turkey, Bizarre. The Cow with His Rap Daughter Hanging Out? Just so strange. <laughs> this happens to be one of my very favorite spreads in Cold Turkey. For Cow Says Meow, I liked the idea of the book and the illustrations. I didn't like the wordplay so much. Uh, wordplay is actually one of my very favorite parts of writing picture books. For Smarty Ants, well done. However, I don't really like it. Whoa, pretty harsh, right? <laughs> For Mutilda's Bad Mood, Mutilda's abrupt mood change reeks of bipolar disorder. Perhaps she should seek out professional help rather than offering it. <laughs> this one actually made me laugh. And honestly, I was excited to get a review from someone I don't know personally. The Big Scream and The Raindrop Who Couldn't Fall don't have enough ratings to have any bad reviews. Again, spoiler alert, when your only reviews come from friends and family, it's unlikely you'll have any bad ones. These sorts of negative reviews can wreck us, and when the professional reviews come out, we cross our fingers and just hope that Kirkus will at least be civil. I know many people who avoid reading the reviews of their books altogether. I have to admit, today was the first time I've read any reviews for actually two or three of my books. So let's talk about why our feelings get hurt. There's this study done from a lecture series. The lecture series is Understanding the Mysteries of Human Behavior, and they have a portion of it called Physical and Psychological Pain, The Case of Hurt Feelings. They say, when a person's feelings are hurt, the area of the brain responsible for the effective component of pain is activated. That is, they experience the psychological distress of pain. They did some neuroimaging studies where researchers scanned people's brains, and they focused on how a person reacts to the unpleasant experience of being rejected. That's kind of what a bad review is, right? A sort of rejection of the words we've so carefully crafted. Results showed that the same area involved in the effective component of physical pain is also activated when someone is rejected. Neuroscientists used an MRI, and they examined the brain activity after rejection. So the participant had to lie in the scanner and play a computer game with the controller in their hand. And in the game, the participant threw a ball to two other players who were in another room. After a little bit, the other players stopped passing the ball to the person participating in the study and just threw it to each other. The brain was activated in the regions for physical and psychological pain. The same two regions are also activated when people look at photos conveying social rejection, when they watch videos of disapproving faces. So we know that hurt feelings activate the physical pain centers in our brains. It makes sense that hurt feelings hurt so much. I have a very empowering thought about this. Thoughts create our feelings. This is something I say in every single podcast. Thoughts create our feelings. Brooke Castillo puts it so well. Nobody can hurt your feelings but you. I know this sounds very strange, so let me explain. Someone says something like, I hate your book. If it's your spouse, that's going to hurt. If it's someone you don't know, 
it's going to hurt less and maybe not at all. The key is what you're making those words mean. If you read a review that says, I'm not a fan of wordplay, and your book is chock full of wordplay, you can feel bad about it and think, my book is terrible. Why did I put so much wordplay in? I should have written it differently. Or you can think to yourself, clearly my book is not the right book for that particular person. If they don't like wordplay, my book can have the best wordplay in the world, and that person will still not like the book. So what we make things mean is critical. Do you see what I did there? I can't resist the wordplay of critical, meaning essential, and also applying to the criticism of bad reviews. <laughs> anyway, what's important is the thoughts you have when you interpret what other people say. This is what hurts our feelings. Number one, telling ourselves things that are painful about other people. Number two, telling ourselves things that are painful about ourselves. Number three, taking what other people say and believing it. Number four, taking what other people say and making it mean something painful. As I've said before, and I'm going to say it again, you control how you think and what you think. This goes back to episode two, changing your narrative. We get to choose what we think and therefore feel. I find this incredibly freeing. Other people don't have the power to hurt our feelings. We hurt our own feelings with the thoughts we have about what they said or did. So here are some ways to take control over our hurt. Number one, notice your thoughts. Every time we believe something that hurts our own feelings, we are building a stronger neural pathway, a negative one. So be intentional. Notice what you're thinking about whatever was said. For example, my smarty answer for you, well done. However, I don't really like it. I can focus on the dislike or I can pay attention to the part of the review where they say, well done. If I'm thinking my book is horrible, I need to delete that thought and replace it with something like, hooray, someone I don't know is reading my book. This is good news. Also, they said, well done, even if they don't like it. <laughs> Number two, find ways to forgive. Let's say something really horrible, something worse than a bad review happens. Perhaps someone stole your idea or stole your entire manuscript, or maybe you were lied about. The sky's the limit with hurtful things, right? You have the choice to think what you're going to think about the circumstances. Sometimes you will choose to be hurt. It's a choice you can make. But when you're ready to forgive, I like the Ho'oponopono Hawaiian prayer. There might be people in your life who will never apologize. You can choose to feel better no matter what those people do. So the Ho'oponopono prayer has four elements. The first one is repentance, where you say, I'm sorry. Step two is ask forgiveness. You say, please forgive me. Step three is gratitude. You say, thank you. And step four is love. You say, I love you. So you can imagine whoever the person is that has done something that is super hurtful to you or has created some hurtful thoughts in your brain, you can imagine them standing in front of you saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. And I love you. You can imagine them saying this as many times as you need to. You can try to imagine this over a period of days. This is a very powerful way to heal hurt feelings. Number three, you own your power. You get to decide what you think. Other people can do what they do, but it's your thoughts. You make yourself sad or mad by thinking things about external circumstances. Number four, practice. It takes practice to change neural pathways. We can change the way we think in an instance, depending on our perspective, but we still need to practice thinking in ways that serve us. So let's talk about perspective for a minute. For example, my son James broke his ankle while downhill longboarding. I remember we all thought it was terrible. And it was. It made it impossible for him to drum in the marching band. 
but it also opened up his mind to other possibilities. He decided to try out for the high school musical. I remember him saying, maybe they'll want a crippled person in the chorus. So he tried out and ended up becoming Sweeney Todd in the musical Sweeney Todd. Wow. All of a sudden, the broken leg didn't seem like such a horrible thing. In fact, it led to a great opportunity. Our perspectives changed in an instant. But even if our perspectives change, we still need to notice what's going on with our thoughts and practice building neuropathways that serve us. So as your feelings get hurt, and they will because we are human beings and that's how our brains are wired. Remember, you are hurting your own feelings. Pay attention to your thoughts. Be dauntless as you delete those thoughts that don't serve you. Forgive as needed. You don't have to feel anything you don't want to feel. You are worthy and you are worth it. Go forth empowered. Until next time, keep smiling. If you like what you've heard, check out my Get Yourself Unstuck program. Go to kirstencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and schedule a free consultation today. Coaching for Creatives is produced by Kirsten Call. Music and audio engineering by James Call.